What's going on, everybody? And uh, welcome to episode, I have no clue, I want to say 13, to Sophisticated Ignorance. I'm your host, um, the voice of Washington, you know what I'm saying, Diaz. And let's go ahead and get a, um, a round of applause going. How's everybody doing? I hope everybody's okay out there. Um, you know what I'm saying? The voice of Washington. I got, you know, that's what I'm trying to be. You know what I'm saying? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I got two um, major announcements. Not even major, but major in my life and what I'm going to be doing in the next, you know what I'm saying, later on this month, in the next few months down the, down the road. Um, but... You know, I wish people were here, you know, so I could ask them how they're doing, but that's besides the point I'm making. But anyway, let's get right into it. Um, So, the 28th, today is, I'm recording, today is the 1st of September on the 28th, so about four days ago, uh, the world had lost the king in uh, Chadwick Boseman, man, you know what I'm saying? Um, It hurt. It hurt losing one of your own, you know, this one was just too... Obviously, natural causes and something he's been dealing with for four years. And, you know, you just want to see people be happy and healthy. And, you know, when a guy's dealing with this for four years and he's filmed countless great movies um, with this illness, he's been battling this illness, you know what I'm saying? It's it's detrimental to our community and to society pretty much, you know what he meant. Um, after just going back and watching interviews, whether it was on ESPN or he was on First Take and or he was on Breakfast Club talking about the impact, his impact on the community and just Black Panther and just stuff like that. You know, hearing him, he's you know, well-spoken, smart man. Um, one of my favorite actors is, you know, one of my, I had him um, as far as up and, up and coming black actors. It was him, um, Yaya. And Yahya, Yahya Abdul Mateen, I think that's his name. He was in, for, for those that are un, unfamiliar with Yahya, he was in um, Aquaman. He was Black Manta. And he was also in um, Dr. Manhattan and Watchmen, the limited series or the series on uh, Watchmen. He was Dr. Manhattan. But he's going to be in Candyman later coming on, later on, coming out later on this year. Um, and obviously Michael B. Jordan, The Wire, Friday Night Lights. Black Panther, um, Fruitvale Station, the list goes on and on, you know, with Chadwick Boseman and those guys, and um, it's sad, you know, losing someone with that cult- that much of a cultural impact and just on society, you know, um, what he meant to the world, and he, he left a lasting impact and he'll live on forever, you know what I'm saying, and it's just great, it's just great, um, but you know, Moment of silence, um, and we're going to keep, you know, his family and our prayers. And just, just a moment of silence for uh, Mr. Bozeman and his family. All right, all right, all right, all right. It kind of felt weird transitioning from the moment of silence to, like, you know, all right, all right, all right, like I'm Matthew McConaughey. But I got um, two big, not even big, but just two announcements. I'm going to let, let you guys in a little bit on my life and what I'm going to be doing in the, in the next couple months and just months, period. Um, 
I will be starting my own music blog. Pretty much my own little music like hub, you know, coming out of Washington. And this is like a good segue to another point I want to make about this. Um, you know, people that are up here feel like there's a lot of hate in the city. And I believe that. But then, but that's besides the point. So I'm going to make this point first and I'm going to go to the other point. Just bear with me. Follow, follow me. Follow me. Follow me. Um, <clears throat> follow me. Follow me. But anyway, um, so we've. So I've decided to make a music blog because I felt like. It's something I've been wanting to do since for a long time. I, I for a minute I wanted to make music because I was inspired by Tupac to make music. But I try to make a song, and you guys will never hear that song ever. And it just didn't really, you know, sit well with me. Um, when I tried to make the song, I just, I just felt like I just didn't have that oomph. You know what I'm saying? That you gotta have that spirit and that and that type of passion. To make a song, to make music, and I just don't have that passion. I have a passion. I'm, I'm passionate about music, and I have that passion for music. But it's just not the same as like me going out there to make it. If that makes sense, you know what I'm saying. I felt like I feel like I could. I'm better. I'm well. I'm more. I'm well equipped talking about it and giving my honest opinions on it. Then to go out there and make a full song or make beats or mix some music. I don't know how it's supposed to sound. I just know at the end of the day, if the product sounds good, people are going to gravitate towards it. And I just feel like my ears are a little different than everybody else's ears when it comes to music. I feel like a lot of people nowadays, my, especially my generation, they focus on the beats. And the beats are phenomenal, but they don't focus on the content of music that's being put out. So then you get this weird... Uh, it's not that good, but it's got good because it's the music and it's a vibe. And nowadays, people make more of vibe music. It's never, it's never really like. Uh, and I, and I know we've, as music, and we've we've grown way further away from the KRS ones and the LL Cool J's and uh, fat, you know, just this stuff like that, like that era of music. We've we've grown away from it. We've grown from it now. <clears throat> Excuse me. I wouldn't say we have matured from that time frame of music, but we have most definitely grown from it. And you could grow and not mature. Absolutely. You see, like uh, that prime example is the music. The music has not gotten more mature. The content hasn't gotten more mature. It it just hasn't. If anything, it's gotten dumbed down because there's a lot of young people out there that have been doing it. Now these guys were young when they were doing it, but they were talking about stuff that that was going on in their lives at the, at the particular time, which makes sense. But I feel like, and it was catered to a specific audience. Now, now if you, you want to know what I'm talking about, it's hip hop and rap. It's never, or R and even R and B. I'll do R and B as well, you know. But I have a good, I'd probably say about a good seventy to seventy five percent understanding of where hip hop and rap comes from in that culture and what it, it's deep rooted. This deep rootedness, you know. Especially in America, in this society as as a whole, a lot of influence has come from music. Like I just said, I wanted to make music because of Tupac. Um, but anyway, so I just feel like I have a better ear for it than to, and to talk about it and to give my own. And if people that know me, they know I'm unbiased and I'm going to give my honest opinion, no matter who you are. You know what I'm saying? It could be a friend or a foe. I'm going to stay neutral because I don't because I don't want to seem like I'm um, biased towards whatever. 
towards my friend, but if my friend isn't is not making valid points and the and his enemy or adversary is making valid points, then I'm gonna have to go with his enemy enemy or adversary when it comes to this, comes to this debate or argument that they're having. You know what I'm saying? So that was just an example, but. Even with albums, like, I'm going to get my honest opinion. Now, I have favorite albums, and I'm going to do my favorite albums, and I'm going to, you know, all that good stuff. But at the end of the day, I'm still going to get my honest opinion because nothing's perfect. You know what I'm saying? Everything can be critiqued and everything can be a little made it better. You know what I'm saying? You could have did this verse better or that bar better or whatever. You know what I'm saying? To make it more whatever. Um, but, yeah, and, and, and that's something I want to do. You know, I want I do want to be... A, um, a music journalist I'm not gonna call it a blogger but that's what it is a music journalist or a blogger or whatever just in that in that realm and in that game you know what I'm saying I feel like it's cool to know someone that's kind of doing the similar things that you're doing you know making content and trying to make it the best you can and putting it out there it's very vulnerable people that make podcasts are very vulnerable because you're like this is something that you have to sit out and make time for and this is you're talking about stuff that you were thinking that's going on in your mind, you know what I'm saying? So it's you're very vulnerable, and yeah. So and even making the music, you're you're still reporting, and you're still uh, portraying how you're feeling towards a specific target audience or whatever the case may be. It's very it's a very vulnerable thing to step in someone's mind to make the music, and it's very vulnerable to step into someone's um, mind when you're recording or putting out content. Period. Whether you would be a YouTuber or a podcaster like myself, broadcaster like myself, very vulnerable, it's a very vulnerable thing, and um, yeah, so, that's just something I wanted to, I've been wanting to do for a long time, um, but now I've just found the motivation to do it, after watching uh, No Limit, uh, man, anybody that's, <clears throat> especially if you're black, um, if you're African American, watch that, now, like I said, I don't make music, I just don't make music, but watch that. Watch that um, five-part miniseries on BET. That and Rough Riders. I like Rough Riders. I like I liked um I like them both, but if I can, you know, I do like the fact that Masterpiece was more business oriented, you know what I'm saying? And Rough Riders was just more music oriented. And I respected that because when I was watching No Limit, I was missing the music piece. Or missing a like I was missing the music piece that Rough Riders filled in. You know what I'm saying? Like they filled in that music gap that I was yearning for and I was looking forward uh I was looking forward to while watching the uh, No Limit um five part miniseries. But and it was really good back to back because No Limit had the business side of it. And they talked a little bit about a business in Rough Riders, but it wasn't as in-depth as Master P and what he did. He took himself out the game to put others on, you know what I'm saying? And that's major. That's that's an unselfish thing to put others on. And a lot of folks, I don't, let me see. I don't know what that noise was. Got to close the window. But anyway, that right there is another level of like professionalism and understanding how to run a business. Sometimes you're going to have to come second to last or even last to make sure that you put your people on and this man put out 23 albums in 1998 and 16 I don't know if it was it, it was I think it was like 16 or it maybe maybe not even 16 I think it was like 18 of the 23 
it was somewhere in there. But I'm like 16 to like 18 or 19 when either gold or platinum. Now, if you don't know what gold or platinum is, I think gold is when you sell over 500,000 records and platinum is when you sell over a million records. So he had 16 to 19 or 18 albums either go gold or platinum under him. Under that no limit. Putting them out. Putting them out. Putting them out. Just just putting out music and music. And when you understand where he came from and how he learned the game and how he learned the business. And even Master, he did it all. I mean, he played basketball. He played basketball. You know what I'm saying? So he was played on the game and was on the team. He was on the Raptors. He was on the, the, the Hornets. And he was, he was doing it all, you know. And that's major. He wanted to, he still, because he still... Made money doing hustling CDs and hustling mixtapes and hustling in the music industry, but he also still pursued his dream. You know, because he did mess up his knee. He was he went to the University of Houston, got recruited there, signed, messed up his knee. I just found I, I just found a lot of inspiration because that's what you're supposed to do. You know, you're never supposed to give up. There's no limit to what you can do. There's no limit to where you can take it, and that's major. And I'm surprised a lot of people don't follow that distribution deal that he had. You know what I'm saying? The all the whole thing is to get your money. Everybody wants to get their money. You get front like, like I said, when you when you sign a regular record label deal, you get upfront money. They'll front you money because and because they'll pay for the, the music videos, the the studio time, the producers, the, the everything. They'll pay for it all, right? But in the back end, where do you get like they're you're not getting all your money. And that's usually typically the problem how stuff happens and why Record labels and comp and, and and their artists go. It's, it, the relationship is strained and it becomes sour because is because of that particular reason. You have a deal. You're in a contract and you're not reading the fine print of the contract and you don't have a particular lawyer that can help you read those contracts. You know what I'm saying? And I hope people out there that are musicians really listen to this. And if you if you're really close to hitting, understand that it's still a business. This is this these are people that don't look like us, that don't come from where we come from and understand our struggle and our pain. They're, they're just capitalists. And nothing's wrong with everybody making an honest living and making their money. You know what I'm saying? But understand that they're going to upfront you $50,000 or $100,000 or even even a million. But just know, on the back end, they're getting paid off of what you're doing on tour. So you might get, I want I don't even know, maybe about 35% of what you could, 35% of your money. And realistically, you could probably get about 80, 75, maybe even 60, 66%. That's still good, you know what I'm saying? But if you're not understanding the game, and nobody wants to be jerked around, and the record companies might even tell you no for a distribution deal, you know what I'm saying? Because what, what um, No Limit did was, they said 80-20 with, it was 80-15 with uh, priority, and then they went to 80-20. So if they selling the CD for ten dollars, they keep eight of the dollars, and they keep two. And priority gets two dollars. So it starts to accumulate. You know what I'm saying? And if you sell a million CDs, you do the math on it. You do the math on it. That's eight million dollars off of one CD, off of one tape, off of one project. And he put out twenty. And he put out twenty three. He put out twenty three. I'm not gonna say he, but No Limit put out twenty three. 23, 23, it put out 20, I know I'm going to keep saying 23, but 
you're not understanding like the I don't think a lot of people understand the number they are cranking out albums think about it like this there's 12 months in a calendar year correct 23 that's almost two albums a month and I said it was well over 12 so 16 to about 19 albums 18 albums went platinum I think the number was 18 I'm just gonna go with 18. 18 out of the 23 albums went either gold or platinum. So that you so you tell me. So you tell me. So let's just say 12 albums went platinum. First of all, that's that's 12 million dollars right there. That's 12 million dollars, period. Off top, like just a million dollars, that's 12 million dollars. And if they're selling for 10, so like I said, just one. So let's say that all of them sold for a million dollars. That's eight million times twelve. That's eight times twelve. Eight times twelve is I don't, uh, 80, 84? Is it eighty four? Yes, eighty four. Maybe it's not eighty four. What's eight times twelve? I don't. I don't. I don't know. I'm not good with math. Eight times twelve ninety six. So. And, and he could have made $96 million in that, off of those albums. He could have made $96 million off those albums. Get seven. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, he could have made a 90, roughly around $96 million off those albums. Obviously, after taxes and stuff like that. Because Uncle Sam wants their slice. And that's, but that's a different tax bracket right there. That's almost nine figures in one year. And we're not even talking about the gold albums. That's going to take another type of multiplying and adding and all that good stuff, you know? But anyway, but the point I'm making is he got himself a deal and it worked out in his best interest and his best favor. You know, and they're still doing, he's doing the rap snacks. He had the rap noodles and the rap snacks. I think he's a part of that. He, he just did it all, man. I found inspiration because everybody says... I tell people all the time, like, I want to act, I want to do this, I want to do that, and do this and that, and this and that. And everybody's just like, you're just not grounded, you just want to do everything. I'm like, why not do everything? <laughs> why not? Like, who's telling me, I, who, who's going to stop me from doing everything? You know what I'm saying? So, I just, there's just no limit to where I can take it. And everybody, that should, that should be everybody's mindset. There should be no limit to where anybody can take it. You know what I'm saying? If you want to get if you want to get to the top, you gotta be the best at whatever you do. And you want he took over the world for a brief second, you know what I'm saying? And that's how you do it. He made a long long lasting impact on because that's what Nipsey Hustle did. I think before he passed away, he had a, a distribution deal with RCA or Atlantic. I think it was RCA. Had a distribution deal, but he still owned his masters. And I feel like the distribution deal, if you're in the music, was just only for promotion purposes. You know, promoting the album. But if you have a big enough, that's what I'm saying. So, and even if you're thinking about it, like to put it like put it like this: if you have a if you have a if your Instagram page is booming and you got to verify and you're verified, that is your promotion. Right there, you have roughly depending on me, people want to listen to your music. You know, you have a good amount of like money just right there listening to your music. You know what I'm saying? So if you put a distribution deal with them, let's say you sell your album. And nowadays, stuff's on Apple Music and the streaming services, right? So a lot of albums aren't getting bought no more because you already have 
Um, you already have the distribution with Apple, and Apple's free streaming. You just got to pay your ten ninety nine a month or whatever for the uh, whatever the case may be, and you get any album you want on this earth for ten dollars a month, which is smart on Apple's part. So you got to talk to Apple and try to see if you can get paid off that stuff like that. But who knows, right? But anyway, you'll get paid off the data as many clicks because the clicks bring in money for. I don't know how exactly how the data and stuff like that works, but I know people get paid off data. And that's a major thing. You get paid off data nowadays. You know what I'm saying? If you have a bit.ly link, you get paid off that. How many clicks you get, that's how much money you get. You know what I'm saying? A dollar a click, that's a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? And you can even up the ante. $2 a click, $3 a click, $4 a click. You know what I'm saying? And you up the ante. And then that's how much money you're getting off of one click. For example, so when I start this blog and I have a bit.ly link and I'm like, and if somebody sponsors me and they're like, how many people click on your page, will be directed on us. We'll be, we will be, so let's say the, the page is on, my link is on their page or whatever, and they click on my my link and it brings it to my blog. However, oops, however many people click on, cause I don't know how this exactly works, but this is how it makes, probably probably how it makes sense in my head and probably how it probably would work. I got to do more research on it, obviously, but let's say my link is on, I'll just say Rock Nation, whatever, their website, their music blog page, whatever. And somebody clicks on it, and it goes back to my blog. Now, they're so they're sponsoring me. They know I'm popular or whatever, so they want to get the popular people on their blog. Obviously, the people that have a lot of influence when it comes to music reviews and music blogging, they want to get as, as much influence. You know what I'm saying? So, and and, I, and I'm not gonna troll anybody. Like I'm not academics. I'm not corny. That's corny. He made a living off of trolling people and being ignorant and being mean and being rude and being disrespectful for no reason. There's no point for that. I'm going to give my honest opinion and my honest take. You know what I'm saying? And I don't mean this from, there's no malice in my heart. This is just what I think. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want anybody to be rubbed the wrong way. If you rub the wrong way off of your music, then you should stop making music. Because, period. There's going to be hateful, I'm not, even, I'm not even hating. I'm just telling you what I just think of the album. Or what I think of your song. Or whatever the case may be. And if you're asking me who's asking. And if you're saying, well, who's asking you? Nobody. I just did it. Like, who's asking you to make music? Nobody's asking you to make music. You just did it, right? It's the same The same principle applies for me. It apply, If it applies for you, it applies for me. You wouldn't get better if there wasn't any critiques or reviewers. You just wouldn't get better. You would get complacent. And people that usually get complacent get lazy. And if you get lazy, you're trash. Your music starts to not be as good as it could be. But that's besides the point I'm trying to make. So let's say, back to the Rock Nation or whatever, that example. So let's say, sponsor me. They say, hey, Diaz, whoever clicks on this from our page, it goes directly to your page. You get paid five bucks from this click. And let's say I have 100,000 clicks. You do the math on that. That would probably never happen. It'll happen over time. But you do the math on that. Hell, even if I get 2,000 clicks or 10,000 clicks, that's 50 grand. You know like you know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm just trying to say. I think that's the way you can get paid off that. But And I'm also doing an Instagram page. I, I do want to be interactive. That's another thing. I wanted to be interactive with the people because pe music is subjective and everybody's going to have something to say about music. You know what I'm saying? So... I just want to be interactive with the fans and see, you know, see what people really think, especially up here. 
there's a lot, and this is the point I was trying to make earlier. There's a lot of talented people up here, but not everybody supports one another, and that sucks just because we're all trying to get put on. At the end of the day, we're all trying to get put on. I was talking to one of my friends about this, and um, you know, she was just we were just talking about the hate in the city and just stuff like that. And, and I told her I was just like, look, we're all we're all trying to make it. You know, we're all trying to do a big time. We're all trying to be put on. Like I'm trying to be the voice of Washington. I think I'm already am the voice of Washington. But now I gotta back my word up. My word is my bond. I gotta back it up. You know what I'm saying? So we're all we're all trying to make it big. We're all trying to do a big time. And um I think that's very important that we all that we all are trying to do a big time. Um so but it, the hate in the city's real and you know, and everybody's just like it's real. I can't stand Washington. I need to get out of Washington. It's just supporting one another. That's contagious. As much as and I always say this, fear and hate are more believable than love. That will always be the case. If you walk down the street and tell somebody, How you doing? How's your day? And they tell you guys just talking for a little bit, all right, man, have a good one. I love you. They'll be like, What? What? And if you tell somebody, man, I hate you, get out of my face, get the F out of my face, whatever the case may be. They'll believe that way more than they'll be. They'll be like, "Man, forget you then too." Blah, 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 blah. They'll believe that more than they believe love, and I think there's not there's not a love there's not a, there's too much hate in this world. You know, hate and hate and love have the same amount of letters. It's just what you believe. So does fear. It's just what you believe. At the end of the day, it's what you believe in, and I feel like people are not um, shown love and they don't preach love. How they should be preaching love. They don't talk about love. How they should be talking about love. But they'll talk about fear and hate. Because it's, it's everybody's, on, everybody's forefront. I don't fear anything because I understand fear. I understand why people fear stuff. You know, people hate on people because they're ignorant. Period. I understand ignorance. Ignorance is just stupidity. It's just not knowing. I, I, I understand fear. You fear. Fear is just unknown. Fear is just something that you haven't learned yet. Period. I used to fear death, but I understood. I came to the realization that I'm never going to understand that. Like, how, like how do I, I don't understand how I was born. Like, I know the physical, like, yeah, sperm fertilizes the egg and then so on and so forth. But I will never understood why I came about or why, besides my parents telling me, like, we just want to have children. But why did it happen? You know, because there was a million eggs and a million whatever why it was just the one and it became me? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll never understand that and I'll never wrap my head around it. Maybe because the idea is too grand for me. If I learned that, if I met my if, if I met my maker prematurely, God willing, I don't. And I ask that question and he really explains it, my mind's still going to be blown. My mind's going to be blown. Life after death, my, my mind is going to be so blown. But I understand that I don't need to understand death, period. You know? It, like he like he said in like like uh like uh, T'Challa said in Civil War. In my culture, death is not the end. And you've seen it in Black Panther. He went to to, to the uh, ancestral plane to meet his father and all the other Black Panthers that came before them. It's not the end. It's only I feel like it's it's the beginning for eternal life. But what I'm saying is for this city when it be, and it becomes all this hate and this fear, something that you just don't know and just don't understand. Hate's just ignorance. Fear is just the unknown. Love is something that just needs to be taught and spread around, period. So everybody can be like, oh, it's trash, it's this, it's that. I'm just like, well, you're not supporting it. You're part of the problem on why people, quote-unquote, want to leave Washington. 
you're part of the problem why you can't understand why and you and you and you criticize people that say that but you're part of the problem on why people want to leave Washington I don't want to leave Washington truth be told I want to go experience things I'll travel the world and I'll always come back here because I love it here I love it here I don't I don't understand why people don't like it here and I'm like well you've been exposed to the wrong type of people because my family and my friends have nothing have done nothing but shown me love Always, no matter what. Even people that don't even know me have always shown love. And I've appreciated those people. Even if I don't get the chance to tell them that all the time, I really do appreciate those people that have shown me love. You know, whether it be family, friends, or even people that I'm not as close to have always shown me love. And I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? They show me love in anything I do. You know, and I appreciate that. Wholeheartedly, 100%. And I love them for it. Because that's real. That's real, genuine love. And... That's something that needs to go around more than saying, I'm not going to post your song. Like one of my friends that I'm not as close with anymore, he told me, hey, can you post my song on your Snapchat? I post the song. A few people swiped up and said, trash. People said, shaking my head. I'm like, but have you even listened to the song? You know what I'm saying? And me and my, me and my brother listened to it um, last night. Shout out to my boy Rod. Um, we listened to it last night. And we was just like, it's not even that bad. And I'm happy I posted it because I genuinely enjoyed the song, you know. And I'm like, okay, he got he got potential, he got some you know he got some talent, he got potential. If he keeps working on it, he'll be great, you know what I'm saying? Like anybody, anything that like me right now, I have potential to be the voice of Washington. I I feel like like I said earlier, I feel like I am the voice of Washington. I got the potential for it, and I got the heart, and I got the passion, and I got the discipline for it. Well, I should say discipline. I'm, I'm somewhat still working on the discipline and, you know, being consistent when I'm recording, but uh, about recording. But I got I got it all. I got the tools to be great. And it's just about practice and being disciplined. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like a lot of people, it's just a lot of hate because not everybody's showing each other love. That's the problem. You know, but back to what those guys were saying, that's the problem. That's part of the problem. But then you criticize people for not showing you love. Or whatever. Well, you haven't shown this guy love. He's doing you. To, he's doing. He's asking you to do something for free. He's asking you to be just promote his stuff. You know what I'm saying? And that's all that matters. You know. And I just feel bad. I just feel bad for people that just don't want to share the love and just share the support and just share that type of stuff for people. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not that hard. I'm not. I'm not asking you to jump over. A brick wall. I'm not asking you to jump off a bridge. I'm not asking you to bungee jump. I'm not asking you to skydive. I'm just asking you to post this stuff. Just post my song. Help me get my name out there. Recognition. You know what I'm saying? And people are part of the problem. That's part of the problem. Like when, even when I post my, um, then when I when I even try to promote this the um, the the podcast and stuff like that, I just I just try. You know, and some people don't want to repost it. That's fine. I'm not gonna hold that against you. I really don't care. But but don't they, but then don't get mad when I don't do it. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's a give it, it's a, it's I'm not gonna say eye for eye. We're both blind type things. I don't I don't like playing by those rules because I always feel like if you want to be petty and just childish, then I'll just have to just I'll show you how to grow up. I'll show you in this situation how how to, to grow up and how to be a, a responsible adult. And I feel like as if that's real. You know what I'm saying? And um. Yeah, man, we just gotta stop the hate. This city's too great. It got a, it's full of great people and talented people, but it's not enough people that want to showcase it either because it's a nuisance, or it's or it's just because you ain't gonna do it. You know what I'm saying? That's even hating. Oh, you ain't gonna make it. Oh, you ain't gonna do it. 
know, at the end of the day, we're all trying to make it big. We're all trying to be big. We're all trying to do a big time. We're all trying to make six figures plus. We're all trying to just do great things in our lives and help our families. And hell, some some of us, oops, excuse me, help, heck, some of us even help the communities and stuff like that, you know? And that's major. That's, that's all we need to do. You know, we, we all we need to do is help each other and just... And if it's and if it's somebody that looks like you, help them. You see white people put promoting people, pe- promoting promoting their own people when it comes to their businesses and stuff like that. Why can't you do it? Why can't you do it? Show love to your own people. Show love to people that show love to people that look like you. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying like I said. I'm not telling you to jump over a brick wall. I'm not telling you to bungee jump off of a bridge. I'm not telling you to. I'm not telling you to skydive. All right, I'm not telling you to hike up Mount St. Helens. I'm not telling you to do any of that stuff that you would probably want to be compensated for. Because I, I would want to be compensated, you know, for doing all that type of stuff. I'm not really adventurous, but just do Just help. All we're asking for is help. Everybody needs help. And, you know, and it's, and it's bigger than you. Because at the end of the day, if one, if somebody makes it, I tell people this all the time. If I make it, I'm putting everybody on. No matter what it is, you know what I'm saying? I'm putting everybody on. You know what I'm saying? If you're selling candles, if you're selling clothing, I'm going to put you on. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, whoever comes out on top first puts people on. Puts the whole city on. Because then everybody's going to pay attention to Washington. Period. But it takes a group of us to do so. All this hate and all this hating and all this... It doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Love will always beat out hate. Love is always stronger than hate because when you feel love, you feel good. Hate is just remorse or malice or being upset because people don't support you. So let me just not support them. You got to be like, you know what? Whatever. Not even whatever. You got to be like, you know what? Of course. You know, and he's helped. He's supporting. He's helped me promote my stuff. So I'm like, hey, why not? Let me let me let me do so. You know, let me let me let me help him. And that's all. You know what I'm saying? That's all we gotta do for Washington. A lot of people we gotta rep our city. We gotta rep Seattle, wherever you're from, Seattle, Rent, Kent, Renton, Kent, um, Federal Way, wherever you're from, rep that, man, and put people on and be nice to people. You know, have morals and have integrity and stand on the you know, your your beliefs. And stuff like that, so you build great characteristics, but also be helpful towards one another. At the end of the day, like I said, I don't know if I said this last podcast, so I was a little upset, but we're I'm still upset. I'm I, I, as a black man in this country, I will always be upset. We are vital to each other's survival, and that's very important. So whatever we got to do to help one another, we got to do that. If we got to support each other, everybody's business, then we got to do that. You know what I'm saying? It's a point in time where we understand the BS and that's going on in this world, and we understand those things. And it's a, it's important times that this is. I, I think right now we're, it's a it's a a birthing this COVID thing's birthing a lot of entrepreneurs because you can't go back to work. So what you got? What what you gonna do with the money you got? Let me invest in stocks or my boy O'Shea. Shout out to my boy Shea. He's gonna do big big things on the court and you know in the e-commerce world. You know he's investing in stocks and stuff like that. I've been meaning to get back to him on that. She's been busy, but busy with this and the music blog and just a lot of other stuff, right? So 
in just school period, right? He's going to do big things on the court, and he's going to do big things off the court with his family, helping his family, helping his community, whatever, you know? And, I, you know, I love O'Shea for that because he's a hard worker. He's going to bust his butt to get to where he needs to get to, you know what I'm saying? And that rubs off. That's inspiring, you know? And at the end of the day, we have to inspire one another, and we have to push one another to be greater. Um, that's what we got to do, man. But the... There should be no love in a city like this. There should be no love in a... In a there, should, there should always be love... Excuse me. There should always be love in a city like this, in a state like this. You know what I'm saying? Um, there's no reason why we should be hating on one another because there's no need to hate on one another. You know what I'm saying? And we're just... We're all, like I said, we're all trying to make it. We're all trying to be big. But we should be focused on being bigger than ourselves. We should always focus on helping the next generation and helping the next people. You know what I'm saying? That's why I start. That's why I coached. A lot of people don't know I coach, but I, some don't know I coach. But I coach. I coach because I was like, well, it's bigger than that. I didn't care about basketball necessarily. You know, I've never had a brother. You know what I'm saying? I never had. You know, I, I've had. I have siblings. I have two sisters. I'm the middle child, but I've never had a, a, a little brother. You know, so I look at my cousins, and I, you know, coach my cousins. And stuff like that. And I look at them and I'm just like, well, I want to pave the way. Like, I'm not trying to even give you basketball tips because you'll get that from everyone else. you get that from your parents. You know, when you watch highlights, Steph Curry, Damian Lillard, whomever, right? You'll, you'll, you'll watch those things, right? And like any like any kid that's serious about basketball, you'll, you'll take some of their moves and add it to your repertoire and try to, you know, try to mimic those moves and cop, copy those moves. So you'll practice those moves and when it comes to a game time scenario, you'll you 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 know you'll feel more comfortable doing those moves that you never done before. You you'll learn all those things on your own if you're serious about it. My biggest thing was to teach them about life and how important it is to be nice to people. Because I was a little bit of an a hole playing basketball. I'm not gonna hold any. I'm not gonna you know, but I'm not gonna sit up here and lie. I was I was a little bit because I just was so passionate. And I wanted to win. But looking back on it in hindsight, what did I teach people? At the end of the day, because people looked up to me while I was playing. What did I teach them besides being mean? You know, cussing them out and you're weak, whatever. Like you're putting them down, belittling them. I know, and they know it's not a big deal because, you know, but what did I teach them? You know, you understand, like I said, we're vital to each other's survival. So what did I have to do? What, what did I teach them to be? great human beings or to be better human beings than when they were the day before. Even the day before that, even the week before, what did I teach them? You know what I'm saying? I didn't teach them no value, nothing, nothing of value. And that's why I try to teach my cousins, you know, like, it, it's bigger than basketball. You know, you're going to argue with your brother. You're going to argue with your team. You're going to argue with your brothers. But understand that at the end of the day, it's bigger than basketball. And basketball teaches you a lot about... Um, you know, you may be the captain on the court, but also be a leader off the floor. Help people. It's bigger than basketball. And I want, I want to teach them that, those things and instill those good habits and traits in them. Because it's bigger than basketball. Be a leader. Help people. Help people you never thought about helping. If there's a kid that doesn't have a friend, be his friend. If there's a kid that needs help with his homework and you know that you've done this homework and you, you've mastered this material, subject material, do that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Help them out, you know. It's always it's always nice to lend a helping hand, and you're not even doing this for publicity or for for people to say good job, whomever. Good job, my little cousin's name's Jordan. Good job, Jordan. Good job, Jalen. 
Good job, Sean. Good job, Xavier. Good job, Trading. Trading's four, five, but good job, right? Like, you're not looking for that handout, you know? You're just doing this because this is something I was taught and this is something I want to live by and be in, you know, have these rules applied to me in my life. And I think that's very important that we teach. Like I said, I'm 18, so I'm technically the younger generation, right? But now I'm teaching people that my, my cousins that are in middle school, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, elementary school, fifth grade, four-year-old, teaching these things, you know what I'm saying? And it doesn't matter who, if it could be my, my, my boy cousins or my cousins or my little sister or even my older sister, I, 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 even my parents, you know, I want to learn something new every day. I want to get better than what I was the day before and put, in, and put people on and inspire people to be greater than themselves and to understand and to be greater than and to have an idea that's greater than yourself and to shoot for that idea and to help people and to help the community. I think that at the end of the day, I think that's very important for all of us to understand. And I think once we understand that, um, the, the world will be a better place. Like I said, we are vital to each other's to survival. But um, before I wrap this up, one more thing, two more things. The other announcement's coming, but I just want to finish up with the the, uh, the music blog announcement. Um, and I will be doing Instagram page, I said Instagram page, I said blog, and I'm doing the YouTube channel um, later on this month. Um, I am, I will be doing, now I don't have a name for it yet, that's why I'm saying I'm still brainstorming, still trying to figure out the little, you know, the, the wrinkles, still trying to iron out the wrinkles with this stuff, but this is, this will be soon, you know, this will be up soon, and um, YouTube channel will be coming out, I will be doing... That's why I'll be doing the Master P thing. Now, I will be editing. You know what I'm saying? I will learn how to edit my videos. I will learn all this great stuff. I'll be putting out roughly around 22 episodes of content from just the YouTube channel and the podcast combined will be 22 things, 22 episodes. Now, I probably will get burnt out and I will get tired, but too much work is never, not, it's never uh, enough work. So I got to understand that and I got to keep that in mind. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be long nights and early mornings while I'm still going to school and I'm still, you know what I'm saying? I'm still doing, I'm trying to do it big time, man. That's how you do it. You do the Master P thing. That's, I'm putting 22 episodes out a month. How bad do you want it? You know what I'm saying? So I'm just going to stack my money up, get this camera, proper equipment, and do it big time. And, and, and I don't know if you noticed this, and I'm proud of myself for not doing this. So the last, so pretty much... This is this is the second announcement, and this is this is something major that I've been thinking about doing since for a long time, but I've just you know the last few episodes I've been upset, especially the the previous episode I've been really really upset with just the country and just the landscape of how my people have been treated. Obviously, if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to that one, or go listen to that one. It's it's, it's pretty good. But it's a lot of just explicit content. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a very explicit. Um, you know, I've listened to some parts of it and I just didn't understand that's not me, you know. So I don't know if you've noticed, but I haven't cussed. I try to, I, tr I, I, I almost let it slip. That's why I say, excuse me, I apologize. But I didn't cuss. And that's the, that's the announcement. I was in the barbershop today, got my hair cut, you know, feel like a million bucks. I feel like I should, you know, I'm a, I feel like I should call the paparazzi on myself. You know, shout out to Jay-Z, shout out to Hove for that bar. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. 
I um you know, was talking to my barber Eric. Shout out to my my barber Eric. You know he's like an uncle to me. You know he's been cutting my hair since I was little, since I was four or five years old cutting my hair. You know what I'm saying? When I was just got just got out of Pampers, fresh out of Pampers. You know what I'm saying? So you know cut my you know he's been cutting my hair for a long time and he's been putting me on with a lot of game and I've applied that game to the real life to my life and to to help people out. He's you know he's a great dude. You know shout out to my guy Eric. You know, it's like my uncle. But anyways, that's besides the point. We were talking today, and um, he was just like, yeah, it was a lot of cussing, B. You know, you got to tone it down a little bit. You want to, you know, you want to market yourself and stuff like that. And um, I felt like it was very important to um, fix that. You know what I'm saying? And plus, if I talk about being on the radio and this, that, and the fourth, I can't cuss on the radio. I'll get fined or fired. So this is just perfect etiquette, and this is a perfect time for me to practice those said manners and etiquette, radio etiquette, broadcasters etiquette. You know, to not let it let it go like that. You know what I'm saying? He said, even when you're at 21, you can just you know let it be that. But now you can't just you can't cuss now. And I feel like you're right. You're exactly right. My mom even came in here and said you got to tone it down a little bit, just because you don't want to lose people. And, I, and I, now I understand it as I'm getting older and I'm learning. Like I said, I'm, I make mistakes and I'm still learning these things about podcasting and being a broadcaster. I'm still learning. But I don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to throw people off the message I was trying to be said because it can be um, mixed in with what's really going on and stuff like that. But um, so, yeah, I'm not cussing no more. I feel like that's a table that I can't sit at. Even at 18, I'm a fresh 18. There's just certain tables I can't sit at no more. And I feel like, I, anymore, I, I couldn't, right? There's tables I can't sit at, and those are one of those tables that I, I can't sit at, not yet. And that's very important. <clears throat> and I and I challenge people. I'm like, hey, try not to cuss as much, you know? Because people look at that as ignorance. And you want to get your point across with as, many, with as little cuss words as you can. You know, and cussing does help get your point across, and it does help... Um, it helps every, you know, it helps get your point across and it helps people understand the, the emotion that you're going through. They're, they're emotional words, you know what I'm saying? But you still want to be as smart as the next man, if not the smartest man in the room. But if you're in the smartest man in the room, you're in the wrong room. But understand that. And um, yeah, so I challenge people to not cuss as much. Um, so that's just going to be a whole change, a whole like brand, rebrand. You know, I'm not going to cuss as much. I'm not, probably not going to cuss at all. I didn't cuss at all during this whole episode. I tried not to, and I was very, I was very aware of it. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying not to cuss, but that ain't going to. But here's the thing, people, because people are gonna think that I go, I, oh, he went PC and this, that, and third, and he still, he went Christian and blah, 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 blah. First of all, I believe in God. All glory to God. Without Him, I'm, I'm nothing. Second of all, don't get it twisted. I'm still gonna have the tattoos. I'm still gonna have my nose pierced. I'm still going to have the double piercing in my ears. Trust me. This hasn't changed anything. I'm still me. I'm still me. You know what I'm saying? And respect that. And understand that I'm still me. Just because I don't cuss no more. My favorite artist, Rakim, didn't cuss until he was older. Respect me. Understand that. You know what I'm saying? Respect me. But yeah, but feel me, though. Understand where I'm coming from. I want to market this to everybody. And if I can get everybody to listen to what I got to say... Then if I if I can't cuss no more till I'm 21 or however old I am, so be it. But 
that about wraps it up for this episode of Sophisticated Ignorance. I appreciate everybody listening. I love you guys. You guys stay safe. Wear a mask. And until next time, I'm out. Peace.